com. It's time now for a pond further review with your host Josh Norman here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome in upon further review. I am your host Josh Norman, and we are thankful that you are joining us wherever you are. It's a Monday night, six to eight p.m. As always, we are here on WJQS The Fan. 106.3 FM, 1400 AM, WJQSTheFan.com, Facebook, WJQSTheFan, wherever else you may be listening. Could be iHeartRadio, Radio.com, the TuneIn Radio app. We thank you for joining us, and we've got another great show in store for you tonight as uh, we will welcome in several guests throughout the show and bring uh, all of the relevant information to you uh, throughout the night, I do want to remind you about the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi call and text line. Give us a call at 601 366 1180. We would love to hear from you. Or you can give us a text 601 817 0106. Both of those lines are brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. www.bcbsms.com. Also want to remind you, uh, we had a great show last week with Randy Watkins, a special edition of Tea to Green. We do that the first Monday of every month. And you can find out more about Randy Watkins and his golf group at randywatkinsgolf.com. Encourage you to go check them out. Lake Caroline is in beautiful shape. Uh, he's got uh, Whisper Lake, uh, has the best practice facilities of all of his groups, and he has Patrick Farms in Rankin County. So, Three great courses and uh, just a tremendous setup. And Randy and his group do a great job uh, running and managing those courses. Want to uh, remind you about a couple of things here. And, uh, you know, uh, Bill, we come on every Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m., but I know sometimes we think we are, but we're not the only game in town, are we? Uh, no, sir. No. There's a lot that happens around these parts, huh? Yeah. You're you're involved in a lot of that. You've got Mississippi Sports this morning with Doug Colson and Mark Alexander on this station every morning, every weekday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. Would encourage you to tune in and listen to Doug and Mark. Uh, Also, you have on Tuesday nights, JB and Como. Well, Camo. Camo, I'm sorry. Camo. Camo. It's easier to just say it's, uh, you know, his real name is, well, we won't say his real name. JB and Camo every Tuesday Kyle night on Morris the station. Is actually who it is. You probably might remember him as a Florida quarterback, Kyle Morris. I don't personally, but I've I've heard he was, we've uh, talked about you him. You know who was in his backfield at uh, Florida? Who? Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. <laughs> the legendary Cowboy. Yes, and he was also under uh the, the old ball coach. That was Spurrier time. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. He's That's got some right. great got some great stories about Steve Spurrier. Speaking of, of Florida coaches, Bill did Urban Meyer just not completely step in the you-know-what this past weekend? Yeah. I, you know, He's not doing too well in the, in the NFL. If that's what I was going to say. Well, you know, Saban had the same problem, I think, when he went to the NFL. You know. Well, but even beyond that, he's 0-4. Yeah. yeah. His team stinks. But then he gets caught in his restaurant or bar with, with a young Uh-oh. lady. Yeah grinding up on him on the dance floor Whoops. while his wife's at home babysitting the grandkids. Oh, yeah. That one's going to leave a mark. 
Yeah, it is. You know, and he, he apologized to his team for being, um, what did he say, a distraction. Yeah, Nick never had that problem. <laughs> that we know of, anyway. That we know of. But, <laughs> I, you know, I, I tell you, Urban Meyer Ugh. just knows how to find uh, problems and issues uh, of his own making. He came out and said he should not have been there. Look, I'm not going to judge the guy. I don't know the circumstances. It's a, a, a quick picture or nine-second clip. It does not appear... Uh, like a good situation, and I'm sure he's got a lot of work to do at home uh, as he, I believe, has been married somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 uh, 30 years, if not more, and so certainly a well-established uh, relationship at home, and um, that's it was unfortunate, but it, <laughs> boy, that thing blew up and spread like wildfire uh, over social media over the weekend, and he was getting trounced, Ooh. and he had his, his news conference this morning at 11 o'clock, and obviously that came up. Did anybody a, ask him uh, what were you thinking? Well, and basically what he said is he said, listen, it was, it was, uh, it, you know, that there was a group outside the restaurant that wanted to take pictures with them and hang out. And then they tried to drag him on the dance floor. And, and in the picture, he's sitting on a bar stool and, and this lady's just, I mean, she's backed up to him now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't appear like he's trying to move her away or, uh, you know, whatever the case is. And apparently there may be another picture where, uh, his hand might be on her tushy, uh, uh, you know, which is going to co- present even even more problems. I don't know that to be factual. Uh, that's that's what's out there. But um, anyway, very disappointing because here's the here's the problem with it. The problem is this is a man that has stood on what he calls faith. Mm-hmm. That he's a man of faith. Well, you know that doesn't mean you don't make mistakes, and it doesn't mean that that you don't have issues. But what it does mean is that you learn from those, and it seems like there's always been something, whether it's been recruiting violations, coaches that have had issues, whatever it is, it's followed him everywhere he's gone. And this is not the way he wanted to get started off in Jacksonville unless he's just waiting for that parachute uh, clause to kick into the contract, get fired and get paid. I don't know. That could be part of his strategy there. How long is he going to be there for that to happen, though? Well, generally speaking, those those contracts are fully guaranteed. So, mm. uh, in a coach's position, but that's very interesting because in the NFL, unlike Major League Baseball in the NBA, uh, contracts are not guaranteed for players. There's a certain portion that are guaranteed, guaranteed, uh, but a, a a high level of them are performance incentives. Uh, Etc. Now they're trying to change that, uh, but in his case, I would I would imagine that he has a fully guaranteed contract. So if they fire him after a year, he he goes home with a lot of money. Now he may be going home to an empty house, That's but uh, but he's he might be going home with a lot of money. <laughs> also, want to remind you that uh, on Friday nights, Sam Williams and his Brandon High School Bulldogs are on this station WJQS, uh, and on Saturdays, Alabama football number one ranked Alabama is played on this station as well. And on Sundays, you can catch the Sports USA Network for two NFL games here, right here on WJQS starting at 1130. So as you can see, we appreciate you tuning in on Monday nights, but we would also appreciate you tuning in throughout the week as there is a strong lineup of sports talk, live broadcast, etc. throughout the day, week, and weekend here on WJQS. Um, we're going to talk about it a little bit more when we get the judge on, but Bill, we, we were, we're on the struggle bus when it comes to the dirty dozen, Yeah, uh, rough week. I tweeted this out, uh, right now you've got bill went five and seven this last week. Uh, last weekend, the judge went four and eight. I went four and eight. 
Uh, and now Bill has a uh, I still a, got the gold a chain. two game lead. Uh, we've got to get something that's that's our like our our turnover chain. But he's got a two game yeah. lead right now. He is twenty and fifteen. You get a big dog trophy like that's they have it. On Fox. That's what we need to do. We need to get something to where we can pass it around. <laughs> The judge and I are eighteen and seventeen, two games back the, a bill at the FedEx to with the judge a, with another dirty dozen to uh, to pick up uh, this evening. And just a reminder, I put it on Twitter: entertainment purposes only. Yep. Don't take these to Vicksburg or Biloxi or to your private bookie. Uh, get some different <laughs> feedback because these are uh, just for entertainment purposes only. Just something fun to do here during college football season. You go from the mansion to the double wide if you take mine. Oh, uh. quick, quick. Well, right now you're actually rolling along. Oh, well, that's true. You know, for but this, for the year. Last. It won't last. But, uh, you, yeah, you know, we're, we're all in struggle bus a little bit when it comes to uh, our picks. Coming up, we've got Kenny Bezot in the second segment here. He'll be in the next segment. Kenny Bezot, the athletic director at Mississippi College. Uh, new, newly uh, acquired athletic director. He was the head basketball coach, uh, men's basketball coach down at Colin Community College prior to that at UT Tyler. And prior to that, he was an assistant at Mississippi College. So he has been around college athletics as a great, uh, as a great addition to that athletic staff as he took over for uh, the retiring Mike Jones, uh, who had been there for many, many years. Uh, great friend of mine and of the show. And uh, so we're welcoming Kenny Bezot. We'll talk all things Choctaw Athletics uh, in the second segment. We'll hit our high school sports from 630 to 645. And then we'll welcome in John Reed McClendon, head coach of Greenville Christian School, the number one, undisputed, number one football team in the state of Mississippi. He has been on an incredible run. We caught up with him earlier in the year. We want to catch up with him now as uh, he has run the gauntlet. What was that final uh, score Friday night? 30 to 9. Oh my goodness! Thirty to nine. He uh, uh, Greenville Christian defeated Jackson Academy at Jackson Academy on Friday night, thirty nine. I was on the call along with play by play Brian Eubank, who many of you know, the voice of JA, uh, and Tommy Barnett does our sideline reporting. We have a great time uh, doing those games, and Greenville Christian is absolutely the real deal. We've been telling you that from this show. Uh, for weeks now, but he will join us 6.45 to 7. And in the second hour, we'll recap the Sanderson Farms Championship. Spent a couple days out there and had a great time. Uh, We'll also talk some college football NFL, and then we'll welcome in the judge for the last two segments. Busy show. Don't go anywhere. More upon further review coming up right after this. Welcome back in. Upon further review, this is Josh Dorman joining you here from the studios of WJQS, The Fan, 106.3 FM, 1400 AM, talking all things sports. And uh, speaking of sports, we've got a good one here for this segment. We're welcoming in Kenny Bezot, the athletic director at Mississippi College, uh, basketball coach extraordinaire, uh, just a, a tremendous dude and uh, been a friend. Kenny, we appreciate you taking some time to uh, to join us, my friend. Hey, Josh, great to hear from you. I appreciate you having me tonight. Man, no doubt. We know you're uh, 
you're about to take in some football yourself uh, as uh, if you've got one about to play. But uh, let's start. Uh, just give us the breakdown of what's going on over in Clinton with Mississippi College Athletics. Well, we uh, a lot of them going on. It's been a very busy time right now. We have, well, all our sports are in action. We with five of them actually in competition right now. Volleyball's been been going pretty good. Uh, football had a big win this past Saturday and a GSC win. They they put up forty two points, so that was nice to see. I uh, got a big one this Saturday against West Georgia. Our cross country program, the men had seven runners this past weekend hit personal best. Wow. So uh, men and women's soccer doing well. Uh, women's soccer is kind of fighting a few injuries right now, but uh, started the year number two in the country. So we, we're rocking and rolling with uh, with all our sports. Softball had, has, had fall games going on this past Saturday. Our baseball team is going to start their fall season uh, this Friday. So a lot, lot going on. Sounds like a busy time. Talk about, uh, Kenny, you, you officially took over, I believe, June the 1st. Uh, in in your new role there at Mississippi College, coming from uh, Colin Community College, where you serve as head men's basketball coach, uh, talk about your transition and uh, moving into the athletic director role and and uh, and and your first say 120 days on the job. Well, it's been great. You know, uh, Mississippi College is home for me. So just some days I felt like I've never left, and and some days uh, I'm lost because we've had so much growth and. Uh, new buildings on campus. You know, some days I get I get lost in Nelson Hall. So uh, it's uh, it's been really good, though. Coach Jones obviously did a tremendous job for so many years and put together an outstanding staff uh, with either through administration with Coach, Coach Musselwhite or through all our coaches. I've uh, just thoroughly enjoyed being around our coaching staff. We have some really good coaches that that know their sports really well, but they're they're very they understand our mission at Mississippi College. Um, you know, I, I feel like I got the best of it now. I, I get to touch and be around a lot more student athletes than just a, a basketball team. So that's been kind yeah. of enjoyable for me also. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I read an article and I'm trying to, I don't remember where I read it. Uh, it's been a few weeks back, but I want you to kind of uh, um, go into a little bit more detail. In the article, it was either you or Dr. Thompson that uh, that talked about maybe the vision for uh, Mississippi College Athletics becoming like the Duke of Division Two, and uh, and and I'm not sure. Give us the layout of what that means and and what that means for your vision for for Choctaw Athletics. Well, first of all, I think you just put a, a lot of pressure on our basketball coach <laughs> when he, when coming out with that statement. But, but no, I mean, I, I thought it was a if we were just kind of sitting around in, in my office with Dr. Thompson and, and uh, Coach Bolden. And um, we were just kind of talking, and, and he brought up the, the, the idea that, you know, we really need to be uh, the Duke of Division Two. And, and when you think about – when you really think about it, I mean, Duke's got some really good sports. They, obviously, they exist more than just men's basketball, um, like Mississippi College. And academically, Duke's known for strong academics, just like Mississippi College. So I think that it, it's a good analogy, and I think we do have – uh, some similarities, uh, you know. I do. The thing I said in my comment was, we need to get our fan base as excited as as they can and crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, I know when. Uh, I do definitely do think we have the groundwork though for for a good model to be the Duke of, of Division Two. I really do. Yeah, I love the analogy. I've actually 
uh, going back a little while. I've had those conversations with some people around the uh, around the program there and, and and around the school, and so I think it's very relevant, and uh, I think it's a great model to to potentially uh, go after. And, and certainly, I think Coach Bolden can handle those expectations uh, with what uh, with what all we expect he'll be able to do uh, with men's basketball. You mentioned earlier football. Football is now two and two. Uh, beat North Greenville forty two to twenty one last Saturday. Uh, a big GSC win uh, there for the Choctaws. Uh, talk about the uh, the 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 overall process. You mentioned the academics. You mentioned uh, all of the different pieces that go on at Mississippi College. How does that come into play when it comes to recruiting an athlete to Mississippi College now that they're at the Division II level? Well, that's a, that's a great question, and and because we've you know, we have been Division II now for a few years, but when you have been Division Three like we have. You still have, I think, some of the expectations academically, and you have some of the uh, the model is still kind of around as far as large rosters. And I think our coaches have done a really good job of that. Uh, I do think your sport, like football, I think is just something that it's going to take time right now. And uh, Coach Bland and his staff do an outstanding job of recruiting really good men for our program. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know him and his staff and they, they just do they, – they really fit uh, what we're all about in Mississippi College. And you have a sport like football, I think everything just kind of trickles down with that. But it, it is. It is also about going out and getting the players that you need to be successful. Uh, but at the same regard, fitting what we are all about and what we've been about at Mississippi College for many years. Um, and that's to have a good Christian background and – uh, academics is extremely important to, to our school. It's important to our athletic department. Uh, we have a, a academic advisor in place, Marcy Hutton, who's done an outstanding job meeting with our athletes at least once a week, some maybe more. And when you have those things in place and you have an administration that are really trying to give everything that our athletes can have, our student athletes can have at their fingertips to be successful, uh, it really helps with recruiting the right kind of person into our programs. Yeah. Speaking of recruiting, I, I want to talk about Coach Longball and and his women's soccer program. You mentioned that they started the year ranked number two, uh, have come across some injuries, but they still stand at six and three and in great shape. Uh, talk about the job he's his program has done, but but more importantly, talk about it, what seems to be a focus on at least to some degree recruiting in state or metro athletes because there's a lot of uh, a lot of big contributors on that team right now that are from the state of mississippi how important is that to him and not just women's soccer at mississippi college but to the athletic department as a whole well it's really important he's got a great fan base uh his his games are it's just i can't get over the people that are at his games and and you said it a lot of the reasoning for that is he has Mississippi players on his roster, uh, and then he has some local players. He is—I I feel for him right now because I, I actually met with him early this morning. He, he had a tough game last night um, or yesterday at West Alabama. They—they they lost on a penalty kick with a minute left in the game, uh, one to nothing. So, you know, that was tough. And, and he's got seven of his main players that are injured right now that mm. are not playing. But I, but talking talking about Daryl away from just being a soccer coach, I think he does a really good job of mentoring his his ladies and mentoring his student athletes. They 
He's got a nice leadership council in place. He does a great job of stressing their academics. Um, they're always kind of, you know, dressed alike coming from the weight room, coming from the track, coming from their preseason workouts. I, I think that, that kind of stuff goes a long way. He does a really good job of handling the little things away from teaching more than just how to play soccer, and this is what we have to do to win on, on the field. Uh, he does a really good job, and I, I hope he gets out there. Some of these injuries are going to be season-ending, but he will get a few players back. Um, so it's going to be exciting if he can hang in there. Kind of like he said, he said, right now, Coach, I'm just uh, trying to figure out ways to win. And he did, he had a good, he did a good job. He split on the road this weekend. And uh, like I said, had a tough one yesterday. But I think for, for Dow, he just does such a great job, like many of our coaches, of being mentors to their athletes and, and go beyond just trying to teach them and coach them their sport specific. Yeah, just another advantage of being a part of the Choctaw Athletic Department or a program there is – is you obviously have the the high level education, uh, academics is very important. You also play at a high level, but you're also uh, you're also I- invested in off the court uh, with your character, spiritually, all of the things that go into uh, being a student athlete at Mississippi College. Uh, before we let you go, I know you've got to uh, to get out and uh, and check out your son. We want you to do that. Um, talk about what's coming up for basketball men's and women's, uh, talk about those programs. Uh, obviously, that's a sport that's near and dear to both you and I. Uh, what are you expecting out of those programs this year? And as fans, what we can we expect leading into the preseason uh, coming up to get an opportunity to come out and check them out? I think, I, you know, I've been knowing Coach Bowden for a long time. Um, I'm, I'm just getting to the point where I've been around Coach Long now for, for a couple months. Just a, a great person, and I've really enjoyed watching him and his ladies uh communicate with each other i enjoy watching his practices i'm excited i'm excited for our basketball programs i'm excited for coach bolden this would be his first year uh, i think they have some really good returning players i think he picked up i know he picked up some some nice talent um but i think one thing that he's bringing in is just a, is a unbelievable energy you, you've been around mississippi college basketball um you know thankfully and and uh, we were blessed in our basketball program to has such great leadership in Coach Lawton and Coach Jones for so many years. Absolutely. And now it's just, you know, and I don't mean sometimes when you talk about excitement, you kind of think it's a, a negative to the people that have had the program, and that's not what it, what it's about at all. It's just you bringing in someone that's been different. I'm, You know, this is probably 36, 37 years of having a different voice and a, and a different person in that head position. Um, and, and knowing Coach Bolden and, and getting to watch a lot of his practices and having to compete against him, unfortunately, he's a really good basketball coach, and he does a really good job of holding his guys accountable, um, and Coach Long does also. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, they tell me we got like we got a, a VIP section kind of right behind the bench, so we've already had phone calls on that. Nice. So I just think that it's, it's an exciting time and, uh, with Choctaw basketball. It's an exciting time for Choctaw athletics. And I'm just proud to be part part of it. I mean, without question, um, I'm just really, really proud to be part of that athletic department again. Man, that's incredible. Coach Bezot, Kenny Bezot, athletic director for Mississippi College. We appreciate you taking some time to join us this evening. Go watch your son play football. Good luck to you, and I'll see you in the gym shortly. Sounds good. Good to hear from you. Always good to talk to you. Yes, sir. Take care now. That's Coach Bezot from Mississippi College. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this.
Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. We appreciate you joining us, and we appreciate Kenny Bizot, Director of Athletics at Mississippi College, for joining us. He's going to do a great job uh, leading that program, taking over for Mike Jones, a uh, Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame inductee and longtime basketball coach and athletic director there at Mississippi College. Um, all things Choctaw sports, a lot of positive stuff going on over there in Clinton, as uh, as Coach Bizot alluded to. Um, another place that a lot of good things are going on is at Greenville Christian School, number one team in the state of Mississippi, and we will welcome in their coach, John Reed McClendon, uh, to the show next segment at 645 and uh, he'll join us to talk about uh, the absolute gauntlet that his program has gone through over the last eight weeks and uh, and how he has come out of that uh, basically unscathed. One loss to Collins Hill out of Georgia, and uh, he has run the table here in the state of Mississippi, and he is the number one team in the state of Mississippi uh, because of that. His team is. Um, just uh, it's It's a great, great story. That uh, that we want to make sure we cover appropriately because uh, a school that size and uh, uh, to run through with with the interaction between MAIS MHSAA, so many positive things have come out of that school, and uh, we just uh, we're we're very uh, uh, we just want to stay on top of that and make sure we give them their uh, their due. Uh, so they are number one uh, according to Capital Sports Mississippi uh, and Brandon Shields. They've got Oak Grove number two who beat Pedal. 48-14, that's a young pedal team that uh, still has a lot of growing to do. They will uh, be going to Meridian on Friday. Oak Grove will be Ocean Springs, uh, beat D'Iberville, 42-14, and they'll be playing Biloxi on Thursday. Starkville's number four. They beat Clinton, 28-1. to uh, I guess that's a that might be a misprint. I think we'll it's a misprint, check, yeah. We'll need to check that score. <laughs> they actually uh, came from behind to beat Clinton just like they did It's Madison probably Central. 28-21. I think so, yeah. If I had to guess. And they're Friday at Tupelo. Speaking of Madison Central, Coach Collins and his Jaguars beat Grenada uh, 35-0. And they are Friday at Clinton uh, in what will be a, a nice showdown there here in the Metro. West Point's number six in their top ten. Uh, they beat New Hope 31-0. They've got Cleveland Central this week. South Panola last week beat Olive Branch 56-28. Uh, Friday they are versus South Haven. West Jones moved to 4-1, and one, beat Natchez 41-0. They're Friday against South Jones uh, in the Jones County rivalry there. Louisville last week beat Northeast Lauderdale 41-0. Friday they welcome in Choctaw Central. And rounding it out with the top 10, D'Iberville moves to 5-1 and one as they lost to Ocean Springs 42-14. And Ocean Springs ranked number three this week. Uh, and coming up there, uh, D'Iberville has Pascagoula this week. In the Little Ten, you've got MRA uh, beat Jackson Prep 50-20. to That's the only the second time, both of those uh, being by MRA, that Jackson Prep has given up 50 points uh, in their history. Friday, MRA is against PCS at home. Jackson Academy lost to Greenville Christian 30-9. to uh, Friday, they go to Hartfield Academy in a big 6A uh, clash there between two metro schools. Winona number three is five and one. Lost to Alexandria, Louisiana, forty-one fifteen. Friday they are against Yazoo County. And number four, Scott Central moves to six and zero. Last week they beat Mendenhall twenty-eight twenty. Friday they are against Pelahatchie. 
other teams in the Jackson Metro area that are included in that uh, little tin pole are is number at number nine Hartfield Academy. They beat Park Lane fifty to zero, moves them to seven and zero. And Friday they host Jackson Academy, and that's the six A clash that we mentioned. So uh, football is moving on through, and uh, a lot of of positive things going on uh, throughout the state. I also want to mention some other sports. Uh, you've got in the MAIS, you've got uh, women's soccer that will be uh, finishing up next Monday or their state championship games. And uh, so you've got uh, all of the schools that compete in women's soccer will be going uh, will be going through the playoffs this week with the state championships uh, scheduled for uh, next Monday. You also have uh, softball. They are currently in their uh, playoffs. Uh, and uh, and so you have those teams right now vying for that. It's early, but uh, but in the MAIS, uh, you know, generally speaking, they're gonna they're gonna end probably a couple weeks before. Obviously, the MHSA plays women's soccer during the winter, MAIS during the fall, uh, and then you've got uh, obviously volleyball that has I think a, another couple of weeks to go um, as they they get ready for. Uh, for their postseason, which will happen uh, here in the next couple weeks. So a lot going on with these athletes. And I tried to get a couple soccer coaches uh, that to, to, to come on and talk about the MAIS uh, women's soccer. I want to make sure we give them uh, their due as, uh, as they have been battling and there's been a lot going on. Uh, Jackson Prep gets a bye in the, in the Division I uh, for the MAIS. MRA will host PCS. Uh, tomorrow night in the 4-5 matchup, and Jackson Academy will host Park Lane Academy tomorrow night in the 3-6 matchup with the winner playing Hartfield Academy, who's number two, at Hartfield on Thursday. Uh, so you, uh, you'll you have your semifinals on Thursday, and then your championship uh, for Division One will be played October the 11th at 4 p.m. All of those games are at Jackson Prep. Division Two, uh, we don't have any... Uh, really local schools, excuse me, St. Joe Madison is the uh, second seed coming out of the Central Division, uh, or excuse me, Central Conference for Division Two, and they will go to Brookhaven Academy uh, tomorrow night in their first round contest. Um, and then rounding out that Division Two, Lamar School will host Oak Forest Academy, Pillow Academy hosts Heritage Academy, and Starkville Academy hosts Bayou Academy. Uh, is you get down to Division Three, you've got Manchester Academy just up north that's uh, going to head up to Indianola. Uh, St. Joe Catholic and uh, Greenville is going to take on St. Augustine. Lee Academy takes on Laurel Christian, and Discovery Christian School takes on Kirk Academy. And that is your girls' soccer MAIS playoffs. Uh, that means a lot. You know, you we just talked to Kenny Bizot. That team over there that Coach Longenball has – uh, has four or five girls that have come out of this uh, these divisions, and so there's a lot at stake. There's a lot of, a lot of talent, and uh, and and they deserve their due. And we're glad that uh, all of those teams are going to have the opportunity uh, to compete uh, in their uh, championships this next week. 2021 uh, fast pitch for uh, softball MAIS uh, also going on Saturday and actually tonight as well. Um, local schools that are represented. There's a lot going on. Uh, we're moving through. Let's look at 3A. Um, Manchester Academy is in that. Uh, that's just north up in the Yazoo City area. 
you have Clinton Christian, the number four seed from the South, will be taking on Marshall Academy in the 4A fast pitch tournament. I don't have results of these. That game was actually played on Saturday. They're still in that bracket. Tri-County is also uh, competing. Again, these brackets are not updated uh, that I'm looking at here on the MAIS website, but uh, we'll try to see where each of these schools land. Uh, as we have some local schools, Kapai Academy taking on Simpson Academy there in the 5A. And then in 6A, you've got uh, the number one seed is Park Lane. They will play the winners of PCS and MRA. MRA will travel to PCS or did on Saturday. Not sure how that one wound up. And then Hartfield Academy is the number two seed, Jackson Prep 3 and JA6. So we'll try to get you some uh, results uh, from that tournament. That takes place, beautiful facility down in McGee. Um, that uh, hosts that uh, primarily turf, I believe, on the infields, which is something that's needed. Uh, don't have to depend on weather quite as much. And uh, so great opportunities. Coming up next, we will be joined by John Reed McClendon from Greenville Christian School, head football coach, uh, the number one team in the state, Greenville Christian School. Uh, he joined us earlier in the year, and we're going to catch back up with him and hear about uh, how they are doing. They beat Jackson Academy last Friday night. 30 to 9 and uh, they actually travel to Rossville out of Tennessee I believe uh, this Friday or host Rossville I'm sorry and we'll talk to him about uh, the season the the gauntlet that they've run and what's coming up next for them and uh, and and more about the Greenville Christian Saints we'll be back more upon further review right after this Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a call at 601-366-1180. And welcome back in Upon Further Review. Time is flying when we're having fun, Bill, as it always does on Monday night from 6 to 8 8 p.m. here uh, on Upon Further Review. And uh, we're excited now to be joined once again by head football coach of Greenville Christian School, John Reed McClendon. Coach, how are you doing this evening? I'm, I'm doing well. How about you? Man, I think if I was any better, I'd have to be you, right? Uh, I, I reckon so. I mean, you know, look, I, I thought about when I looked your schedule at the beginning of the year, I said, you know, uh, it's a tough schedule. And then in the process of that, you added uh, Collins Hill, you added Oak Grove, uh, so all you did is 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 make it harder, and and here you are sitting as the number one's team in the state of Mississippi, hands down until somebody in the state beats you, which uh, I, I don't anticipate will happen. Uh, tell me what that's like for you guys up there. Man, it's been kind of a whirlwind. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously we were in the same position, uh, like you said, looking at the schedule and, and knowing it was going to be pretty tough. We were excited about it. You know, we wanted, uh, you know, that was, I mean, that was a, a challenge that we had, uh, we had sort of asked for, I guess. And, uh, you know, so to be, to be here now, uh, really on the back end of the, of the most difficult part, uh, of our, of our schedule, you know, um, and, and, uh, being in this position is pretty incredible. I, I don't know if we could just, uh, it would probably take a long time to accurately describe uh, how you know how incredible it is uh, th- this journey has been this season. 
Yeah, you and I talked before the game Friday night, and and one of the things that's happened is uh, just little things. You lost a game due to COVID that allowed you to pick up the Oak Grove game. Sure. Um, I believe it was, or, or maybe you had somebody that was that date uh, that, that, that canceled on you. Uh, but you've yeah. had a, a couple of situations Correct. where you've lost games, and, and, and it's allowed you to pick up some of these uh, statewide or even national in the Collins Hill perspective games. Talk about what that's meant to your kids and, and the exposure it's giving given them and what kind of bump in the recruiting process have they seen from that? Yeah, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, first it was it was Collins Hill, and, and you know, so they've got a, they've got a kid, uh, Travis Hunter, uh, who is, uh, you know, going into that week, uh, was the consensus, uh, you know, top cornerback and, uh, and, and, and like number two athlete in America. And, uh, you know, so that was, that was one, uh, I mean, the kids obviously, uh, you know, before we even uh, knew who we were going to be playing that week, uh, I mean, they were familiar with, they were familiar with Travis and Collins Hill. And, uh, so that was a really big deal, you know, and to get to go, Atlanta just to travel and the experience you know all of that was oh that was you know awesome and then uh you know and that was sort of you know you look at uh like Chris Bell uh, that matchup for him uh, getting to getting to you know be out there and lined up across from from the consensus number one corner in America and he had a really good night uh you know and uh, and DJ as well so we you know, we had definitely there was interest started picking up once we went and competed at that level, and you know teams were able to see, uh, you know, our kids matched up against some really quality competition, and then uh, you know Oak Grove did the same thing. I mean, going and uh, you know going down there and, uh, and getting to compete and, and come away with a win in that one. Um, so definitely in the recruiting aspect, uh, there was there was a pretty significant bump just because. Uh, some schools get to see you compete at a, at a you know at a, at a higher level with some with some competition. You know some guys that they're already recruiting from those other schools, and uh, so that was really huge. And then and then just as far as what it meant for our team, uh, you know, I mean those are you know those are experiences that uh, these kids are never going to forget. You know, um, I mean those are those are big time. Uh, I mean that, that stuff that you talk about stories that you get to tell for the rest of your life. I mean you know just probably invaluable uh, experiences both of those. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, talk about uh, the size of your school, number one. What's the total enrollment of your school? And then talk about what I saw Friday night. I had the, the, the privilege as part of the Raider Network to be a part of the broadcast crew for that game. And I saw great support from, what, from, the, from the Greenville Christian community. Um, you know, the school is not a large school. Is that correct? Uh, right, so we're—I mean, class three A. We, we're running—we've got uh, right around 260 students in in the school enrolled. So uh, not a large school uh, for sure. Um, that's K through twelve. Do what? That's K through twelve, correct? That's correct. K yeah. through twelve, two hundred sixty enrolled, and uh, or around that anyway. And uh, but man, the, the support has been incredible, yeah. you know, and it and it's been uh. You know, folks from the school, but but then generally, uh, just people from all over the Delta that have have been, uh, you know, that have been at our games and supported. And uh, and even when we went to Atlanta, uh, I mean, we had a good crowd that, that drove eight hours, uh, you 
know, to be there and support our kids. And, that, man, it's been huge. I mean, that means everything, you know, for these kids to have people that are there and, and support them. And, and, and it just it, it, it's huge for us. Yeah, so you had a very good crowd Friday night. And um, you, you guys took on Jackson Academy and really dominated the first half. Uh, and then in the second half, um, you know, they made some adjustments defensively. Uh, sure. But but also, it, you know, I, I, we talked about this. At what point do your guys start to run out of gas a little bit? I mean, the, you know, the gauntlet that they've run, uh, even as superior athletes, terrific athletes, the gauntlet that they've run has been – very impressive. And have you seen over the last week or two weeks, three weeks, that they've started to run out of gas a little bit? Uh, sure. You know, I mean, it's sort of a every week. I mean, we've played some really uh, ultra-physical uh, football games, you know. And, I mean, kids have laid their bodies on the line week in and week out. I mean, and seriously, have, uh, I mean, they, like you say, I mean, they have they – have, Run the run the gauntlet. I mean, it's it's been pretty uh, incredible to see, but you know, and we're fortunate. You know, we have not had uh, you know any any significant uh, injuries, but I think certainly that does. I mean, it just takes football season in general takes a toll on your body, and when you're you know when you're playing the the, the kind of quality teams that we've played with uh, with a roster of the thirty six, uh, it just you know I, I think that that's natural. At some point, you begin to Run out of gas a little bit, so we've seen it. You know, we've tried to do a good job in uh, in, in practice, not not being too heavy. Uh, you know, just in trying to trying to save as much as we can uh, their their bodies and and just save that. You know, part for Friday night. Uh, you know, so that it's been kind of a challenge to, to navigate that. But yeah, I, I think certainly you you've seen some of that. You know. Or last couple of weeks, just it takes a toll, and you know we're we're beat up a little bit right now, and uh, so uh, you know we that but that uh, you know really proud of the way that the kids have 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 continued to battle through all of that. So you've got Rossville uh, out of Tennessee, correct? Coming up this Friday night is that yeah, is right. that at home or is that on the road? It's at home. We'll be we'll be at home uh, for just the second time this season <laughs> that we'll be. We'll be at home, so uh, that you know that that's a big deal. We we've uh, not only have we not only have we sort of run the gauntlet, is you know, and 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 played some really tough competition. But it's all been on the road, so uh, we're we're happy to uh, get a chance to be back at home for a night. I bet you are. I was going to mention that you know, not only have you played this schedule, but you've played the majority uh, of the schedule, and certainly the most difficult part of your schedule, all on the road, which makes what your group has been able to accomplish that much more impressive so uh, you are now in 3a conference play with that is that correct so That's everything right. here on out is is conference play for you guys as you as you get prepared to uh, to move in your playoffs that's right so we we get into conference play now and uh and everything from here on out is is conference so uh you know we we have not played a conference game yet so that's that's one of the things you gotta you know kind of uh refocus a little bit and say, hey, you know, I, we've gotten uh, – man, the schedule's been tough. We haven't played a game that, uh, you know, that as far as uh, as far as far conference play, we haven't gotten one of those yet. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're getting into some games that uh, that, that are really going to matter here. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's going to be a challenge to kind of 
kind of uh, take a breath and reset a little bit and say, you know, hey, let's uh, let's get ready to go finish this thing strong and uh, and and uh, you know on a positive note heading into the playoff. Yeah, and and, and there's no offense to three A M A I S, but the level that you're going to play from here on out is is not near the level that you've played up to this point. What what do you do to keep your kids connected? To growing every day and competing every day uh, to ensure you don't have some type of lapse in, a, a, as you go through the remainder of the season. Yeah, sure, uh, you know that that's something that uh, you know we've talked about. Uh, you know, I mean, this is uh, you know as, as difficult as the schedule is being. Now we're you know, like I said, now we're we're playing games that uh that are that are going to have uh, they're, they're much more you know affect our our playoff situation and so you have to you know like you say you you have to be able to just i think this that part started back before the season starts when you say hey uh you know we want to be a group that competes against ourselves every day you know we 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 think we got a really good team uh you know so the challenge is going to be can we uh do we want to be our best or are we gonna are we just going to play the level of competition or, or, or do we want to be a team that's going to be our best each and every day and I, I think that's the way you have to approach it you know yeah. let's compete against ourselves uh you know get better each and every day and uh you know and 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 i think if you do that you're fine you know i think if Absolutely. you do that uh you feel good about where you're going to be at the end of every day for sure coach mcclendon head football coach Greenville Christian School, the number one ranked Greenville Christian School in the state of Mississippi. Coach, thanks for taking some time out of a busy time of year and spending it with us. We appreciate you joining us. Good luck to you and your Saints the rest of the way. We'll catch up with you soon. Hey, thanks so much, Josh. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, Coach. That's Coach McClendon from Greenville Christian. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. It's time now for Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in. Hour number two here of Upon Further Review. I want to remind you, we are in the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi studios. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, it is good to be blue. Live healthy, live blue. www.bcbsms.com also want to remind you about Randy Watkins Golf Group, randywatkinsgolf.com. Three courses, Patrick Farms in Rankin County, Lake Caroline in Madison County, and Whisper Lake in Madison County. Three great courses, all under one uh, membership umbrella. Uh, again, randywatkinsgolf.com. Um, great first hour. Just had the privilege of talking with Coach McClendon from Greenville Christian School uh, as his football team has run the gauntlet. Uh, also got had a chance to catch up with Kenny Bezot from Mississippi College uh, there in that first hour, the athletic director. Uh, do want to also give you an update. I got a text from Champ that says, in 6A softball action today, the Hartfield girls lost to Park Lane but turned around and defeated Jackson Prep to advance to the best of three championship series. Uh, Park Lane will host game one of that series on Wednesday in Macomb. So congratulations to the Lady Hawks as they will be marching towards a best-of-three series uh, to determine the 6A uh, championship for MAIS fast-pitch softball. 
Uh, always like to try to stay up to date on what all of our athletes are doing here locally, but also statewide. We try to bring as much to you as possible um, as uh, as we go through it. So uh, a lot of a lot of activity going on. Let's shift gears here as we talk about the Sanderson Farms Championship. And I had the opportunity to go spend some time out there. Uh, Bill, I know you said there were a couple other shows that potentially went out or were scheduled to go out. Yeah, uh, Chris Brooks was going to do his show over on uh, 105.9 and also Jake, but uh, Chris got sick that morning, so things plans got changed. Plans <laughs> so, changed? Yeah, we were all set up to go and then uh, be there for the you know almost the whole day, but you know things didn't work out. Maybe next year. That happens. Uh, I had the opportunity to spend a couple days out there, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and here's my take. My take is, number one, people of this great state, we have no idea the opportunity that we have with this championship. And what I mean by that is this is the best of the best coming to our city to perform in their sport, professional golfers. That included five Mississippians, one of which is still an amateur, amateur, but five Mississippians in that field. Uh, Jackson Country Club did a phenomenal job hosting the event. The course was beautiful, um, and 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 just it's 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 just such a an amazing event for our city and our state to host. Uh, the fields at these events have gotten better and better over the last few years, and uh, you you saw that in this tournament as well with the likes of Sergio Garcia. Garcia. Uh, with with Harold Varner the third, Will Zalas Torres Zalatoris made a big time run uh, in this one. Matthew Wolf, very good young golfer, uh, highly rated. Uh, you had um, uh, Charlie Hoffman, who's on up there in the world golf rankings. Uh, Andy Ogletree, Chesson Hadley, a, a terrific group of of golfers that came through Jackson, Mississippi, and it's gotten better and better. Uh, Gary Woodland. You know, as as time goes along, why? Well, the primary reason is that it is now a purse of seven million dollars, whereas uh, it wasn't too long ago that the total purse there was four point one million, and the difference of that is the winner, Sam Burns, in this case, won one point two six zero million dollars. That's one and a quarter million dollars for winning that tournament. Uh, it also means that every position below first now gets significantly more, and it's it makes it worth it for them to compete. I'm not saying that when it used to be 4.1 and they would win six or seven hundred thousand dollars, it wasn't worth it. Uh, I get it. I'd go play for that all day, every day as well. But you've got to remember uh, when you are that far behind from from a purse perspective, a lot of your big names just aren't going to come. So. Congrats to however that process works with the PGA Tour, Steve Gent, the executive director of the Sanderson Farms, uh, and all of the sponsors, Sanderson Farms, Bank Plus, the list goes on for getting it to that place where it is an attractive event monetarily for these players. The other part, though, that's extremely important is the golf course itself. And I had the, the, the opportunity to walk all 18 holes, um and uh and 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 one of the days I was out there in one of the early rounds, uh man, I just bounced around from Mississippi into Mississippian. I tried to catch all five Mississippians the best I could 
uh, to follow them just for a little bit. Heartbreaking to watch what happened to Davis Riley, Hattiesburg native, Presbyterian Christian School graduate, went to Alabama uh, via his play on the Corn Ferry, earns his PGA Tour card. Uh, he's 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 played this event well in the past. He is down to five holes. Yeah, five holes. He's one under. He goes eagle, birdie, par, birdie to get it to five under where the cut line was with 18 to play. And he bogeys 18 to miss the cut. Heartbreaking. That's what these golfers go through. That's the chance to get to the weekend. Potentially he has a has a, a, a hot finish. Uh, maybe he doesn't have a chance to win it, but a top 15, top 20 is a nice payout for a young golfer trying to make their name on the PGA Tour, and that one, that you know, listen, there were many holes that he probably wishes he'd have done things differently—a putt here, a shot there, whatever it is—but he bogeyed 18, which was very disappointing for him, I know. Uh, but that's how golf is. Another Mississippian uh, that uh, ended up in a tie for fourth was Hayden Buckley, 20 under par, two shots off, and uh, and Hayden Buckley uh, in 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 his uh, graduation, he was able to earn his tour card through the Corn Ferry playoffs. And Randy and I have talked about this uh, multiple times uh, as, as we've, you know, we've looked at the PGA Tour. But, um, but Hayden Buckley at 20 under winds up tied for fourth and, and just did a phenomenal job. He closed with six under on Sunday and, uh, and was fantastic. The event itself, let's go back. Remember, there's two reasons these players come. Number one, you have the monetary part of the purse. Uh, number two, you've got the course. And the course at Jackson Country Club was in phenomenal shape. Um, the the rough was thick. Remember, for these guys, the rough isn't as much as a, of a disadvantage anymore. Uh, they're strong enough. The, the, the club, the ball, everything allows them to get out of that. Uh, there's some really fun holes. I sat on 15, which is a drivable par four, uh, for, for for several groups and watched these guys. They would hit it six inches from each other. Uh, that's how consistent they are. But you'd also see where they had to hit it over a bunker and use a lot of creativity. Uh, but they did a phenomenal job with that course. The greens were immaculate. Now, I was told the greens were very, very fast. I was told that they got to a 14, maybe even a 14 and a half at one point because the PGA did not want them watering the greens because they were expecting rain during the Thursday-Friday. That rain did not come, and so by Friday afternoon, those suckers were fast, 14 to a 14-and-a-half, which is is, is almost like putting on glass. And when you look at the undulations of those greens, the defense for that course is where they place those pins. Some unbelievable pin placements that I saw these guys hit phenomenal shots into in fact uh, I watched as um, uh, uh, Andy Ogletree from Little Rock Mississippi almost aced Uh, I was sitting in the outpost uh, where they set up a tent for all of our veterans uh, current and former military which is awesome and they feed them and they 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 uh, thank them and and that's so important and, and here I am sitting there waiting on all the activities to get going, and boom, Ogletree almost aces it. Uh, just a lot of a lot of fun, uh, and uh, just a joy to watch as these uh, these guys are out there battling 
uh, you know, for uh, for what they uh, are doing on tour for monetary. Obviously, it's their living uh, FedEx Cup points, whatever it may be. But it was a tremendous group, uh, a tremendous field. Chad Ramey also made the cut. Uh, he ended up T sixty three at six under. Uh, he made the cut, and uh, so a couple Mississippians represented well there. Uh, as as did Ogletree. Um, Andy Ogletree, the third Mississippian, uh, wound up at tied for 51st. So three of the five Mississippians that were in the field made the cut and represented the the, uh, the state uh, very, very well in the Sanderson Farms. So uh, just a congratulations to, uh, to Steve, Gent, to all of those involved. I know it takes an absolute war room of people uh, to, to, to put that uh, – an event like that on. Thank you to all the sponsors. Obviously, uh, I would guess that more than a million dollars, again, went to the Friends of Children's Hospital, benefiting Blairy Batson, which is amazing. And uh, thank you to all you that attended. And if you did not, put that on your calendar for next year. That's a great event that our state is lucky to have. Coming up next, we've got uh, some college football. And uh, then we'll welcome in the judge. And uh, we've got a lot still going on here at Upon Further Review. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. It's been a busy... uh, First hour plus as um, we've been moving through it. And uh, now we're going to turn our attention uh, to the NFL. Just to remind you, we will have the judge in uh, session the next two uh, segments as he will bring his good call, bad call, and his he will throw the flag. We will also pick our dirty dozen games uh, for the upcoming weekend. So uh, you won't want to miss that. As we've got, uh, we've got a lot still to go here in the NFL. Uh, a few things, few, few, few things from the weekend, and uh, you know the one thing that that strikes me is I think the Dallas Cowboys are a lot better than than people really, uh, really anticipated. Uh, Dak Prescott coming off of his injury, uh, that's a you know obviously a Mississippi State guy, but he has been uh, phenomenal, Bill. I mean, there's just no other way to 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 describe it. But uh, he's completing 75 percent of his passes through four games, over a thousand yards already, uh, averaging 280 yards a game, ten touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, that's MVP level. You know, when you look at uh, you know from a rushing perspective, the Cowboys are averaging over 150 yards a game rushing. Uh, it's 165.8 to be exact. Um, just a, a terrific receiving core. Michael Gallup is always obviously hurt. But the Dallas Cowboys, I think, for the first time in quite some time, uh, may be primed to make a, a nice run uh, through this season if they can stay healthy. Uh, Trevin, Trevon Diggs comes in, five interceptions already. Uh, the defense is better. But offensively, Dak Prescott is – I mean, you're talking about a quarter of the season and and, and he's he's completing 75% of his passes. It's absolutely uh, incredible. Um, so so the Cowboys, I think, are primed uh, to uh, to make 
to make some some noise as uh, as they go uh, as they go throughout the season. If if they can stay healthy, and that's a big if, I get that. But uh, but if they can stay healthy, they're they're primed to uh, to really make uh, to make some noise. What about the the Oakland Raiders? So I'm not. I'll, I'll be transparent. I'm not you mean a big Las Vegas. I'm sorry, Las Vegas. I said <laughs> Oakland. Uh, hey, I'm not. A, hey. I, I'm not a big um, uh, a big John Gruden fan. But but I'll tell you who I've become a fan of is Derek Carr. Yeah, he's really doing a great he's job he's over great. there. Uh, they they right now, along with another super surprising team in the Arizona Cardinals. We'll have to get the judges' perspective on the Arizona Cardinals. They're in his neck of the woods. Those are the only two undefeated teams in the National Football League still. And the Arizona Cardinals just handed the Los Angeles Rams their first loss. That's a big win for them. Yeah, because the Rams look really good. They sure do. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the Panthers have been looking good, and Dallas handed them their first loss. You know who's not looking good? Who's not looking good is the bottom of the NFC East. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That is a dumpster fire. The Philadelphia Eagles and New York Giants – are terrible. Uh, now the Giants don't tell the Saints that beat the hometown <laughs> Saints. Uh, boy, what a bad loss for the Saints on that one. Uh, but Kicked me right um, in the stomach while I was watching. It. Yeah, the Saints. The Saints struggled there as they moved to two on two. That's a bad loss. Uh, the The Falcons have to be down there at the bottom as well. Uh, Detroit. Look, it doesn't matter. You. You. I don't know who you could put on Detroit's team. They're not going to win. Yeah, look how uh, look how well Matt Stafford uh, is oh, yeah. doing now since he left Detroit. That's it. He actually got on a team that's winning, and he's showing how good a quarterback he really is. No doubt, he's no longer in Detroit. I know it's <laughs> it's something about hey, look Detroit Matthew Stafford. You know Detroit is uh, I don't know. It's just a dungeon for 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 people that uh, that want to win. Unfortunately, it shows you you give a good quarterback a good team. Yes. They'll do good things. No question. But you give hey, a quarterback a lousy team, there's not a whole lot they can do. Aaron Rodgers and yep. Green Bay Packers look bad in the opening game. But look they've now. reeled they've reeled three in a row off. Yep. They're 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 back rolling. Tampa Bay uh ekes well, out one last night in a boy, what a what a uh you know what a moment that Tom Brady goes back to New England as a Super Bowl champion as a mo- uh, and and breaks the all time uh uh passing yards record. Uh, that Drew Brees held. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Garoppolo goes down in San Francisco. Uh, you know, Trey Lance comes in. Uh, it looks like Garoppolo may have a chance to play. And how about Zach Wilson from the mm-hmm. New York Jets? Yeah, uh, he gets he he kind of goes crazy and and uh, leads the Jets to uh, to their first dub. Does he look I, like he's like twelve years old? He does. He does. <laughs> uh, and, and and look how. You know the the competitiveness for the worst bottom uh, uh, feeders uh, from a conference perspective has to be between uh, the AFC South. Well, how about the AFC? AFC East: Buffalo's three and one. Miami, New England, and New York Jets are all one and three. Mm-hmm. All right. You go to the AFC South. The Titans are two and two. Which, by the way, I have Tannehill on my fantasy team. I'm done playing him. How can you not be any better when you have Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and and you can't get me more than 20 fantasy points? That's that's for the birds. But they're two and two. Then you've got the Texans and the Colts at one and three, and and Jacksonville is zero oh and four. Uh, I mean, 
it's just uh, there, there's some unique uh, some some unique uh, challenges here for some of these programs, uh, some of these teams, including Jacksonville. And we mentioned the uh, we mentioned the um, uh, the situation with Urban Meyer uh, earlier, you know, earlier in the show, and 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 what's going on there. It's not a good situation to start out zero and four. You've got a rookie quarterback. You're coming off a of one win last year, which he wasn't obviously the coach, but. Um, you know, and then you go out and, and have some issues uh, in that regard. So the NFL is is uh, is certainly looking like uh, a unique uh, a unique time uh, as as you know it, it really there's a, a broad spectrum right now of, of who seems to be really good and and who seems to be on the struggle bus a little bit. And some of these the, the young quarterbacks this year, the ones that have been in the league for like one year, and the rookies are all doing very well. Just- right now they really are it's yeah. amazing how well they're doing yeah yeah they've they've you know they've stepped up there's some rookie quarterbacks i mean I, I really believe that justin fields oh yeah. uh you know as as time goes along is 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 going to 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 be very good uh i think trey lance has a shot mm-hmm. uh you know obviously zach wilson uh it, 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 trevor lawrence i think it, you know as they build around him uh, that's going to be a better and better, better situation as they get more skill there, uh, develop that offensive line a little bit to give them a little bit more protection. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you're right. It's those. There's going to be a crop of rookie quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Zach. Uh, excuse me, Mac Jones. Uh, yeah. You know, a group of rookie quarterbacks are going to really, uh, you know, are, are going to do a good job. Yeah, Mac Jones. Look, he did look really good. Now I will say this, Jameis Winston. For the Saints has looked yeah. good this year. Yeah, Jameis didn't lose that game. No, uh, this past week the defense defense was, lost that game was on the struggle bus. Yeah, what it's happened like, to him? I don't know. But the week before they played great. You, the defense did, and now it's, it's like they said. That's why he put the yo-yos in their lockers. He didn't <laughs> want to. He said, "I can't have a yo-yo team up and down, up and down, up and that's what they've been doing so far." Now, now, do you think that's a uh, a manifestation of? Uh, uh, they're not a young team, no. Um, you know, and and then, wow. I mean, yeah, maybe that's some people hurt, but not that many. And yeah, I and, mean, if Lutz ever comes back, the kicker's not very good. And it's the, I mean, you know, for crying out loud, it's the New York Giants. Yeah, you know, zero and three they're coming terrible. in. You know who the better team was, but they sure didn't play like they, they didn't. And hey, look, that'll bounce up and get you. Oh yeah. Hey, if you want to talk, hear more NFL, college football, uh, all of the action, make sure you tune in. Every weekday morning to Mississippi Sports This Morning with Doug Colson and Mark Alexander. 6 to 8 a.m. daily. They bring you all the uh, sporting action. And uh, it's a great morning show here on uh, WJQS The Fan, 106.3 FM, 1400 a.m. Make sure you tune in uh, to those guys. And don't forget, Brandon High School plays on the station as well on Friday nights. Alabama football on Saturdays as well. So a lot going on, uh, not just uh, on Monday nights here on this show and not just throughout the day. Uh, daily, obviously, you have a lineup daily that includes the uh, the, the Colin Cowherd, Cowherd show uh, that includes Dan Patrick, uh, that includes uh, Doug Gottlieb, Doug Gottlieb uh, just a number of really, TK really good Cherney. shows. So encourage you to stick around on this station, 106.3 FM, uh, and uh, make sure you tune in to all of the talent that comes through here. Uh, we've got a big next two segments planned with the judge. You know, uh, I, was, I was reminiscing a little bit because the last time the Giants and the Saints played was November 1st of 2015. Uh-huh. I was at that game. Oh, really? That's the game they scored 101 points between the two of them. 
It was Eli and Drew. Yeah. And uh, I got got up and left because I wanted to try to beat the traffic, and it was tied. Right. And then the Saints come back, kick a field goal, and win the game. But they scored 101 points. There was no defense whatsoever on either team that day. Wow. It was all offense. An absolute shootout. They set a record, 101 points in one game. A shootout. And I was there. Yep, yep. Well, that's uh, those are always fun. I would rather go to a shootout yeah. than, I, than I would go to a, to a defensive uh, yeah. slobber knocker. Those, those to me, just aren't, aren't, aren't a lot of fun. I like to see points scored uh, wherever I go. Well, they were scored that day. Speaking of scoring points, the judge, he could score some points back in his day. Mm. And he's going to be joining us next for the next two segments. We're going to break down the Dirty Dozen college football picks coming up uh, for the week. And we're also going to throw the flag and talk about the good call, bad call. Don't forget about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. www.bcbsms.com. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. Welcome back in upon further review. I am your host, Josh Norman, and that can only mean one thing. There is only one contributor to this show that has his own walkout music. It's got to mean. I'm walking. I'm not jumping yet. (laughs) Well, listen. Thanks for ushering me in there, Bill and Josh. Yes, indeed. Welcome in. And, uh,. How about your Phoenix Cardinals at 4 and 0? Hey, you know, I was just thinking about I was listening to you and Bill talking about the NFL. What truly a matter of inches this league is. Talk about parity when the Giants come up there and beat the Saints, everything's looking one way and then on any given Sunday in the NFL. So we're looking at the Cardinals like they are the powerhouse and they did, you know, Tennessee we thought was going to be good and they're looking worse every week thanks to Tannehill and company. Uh and then, of course, that Vikings game, and, you know, the, everybody was signing off the losing paycheck, and then they get that gift uh, point after, basically, from the Vikings. So, hey, I am excited about him. Uh, Kyler Murray is maturing in his third year. He's healthy. That's the most important thing. As long as he can run around and not and not be hurt, uh, he, he's more than a handful. Yeah, so, yeah, no... Cardinals are really looking good. Great win over the Rams. Yeah, there's no question about that. Speaking of wins, you and I had very few of those in our dirty dozen college football picks uh this last weekend so uh coming off of a a four and eight mark bill five and seven bill's now 20 and 15 you and i are 18 and 17 uh we've got to step up our game here you know i almost wanted the official accountant to double check the uh, the point spread on uh those games you know make sure there's no hanky panky but uh <laughs> if it's true if it's true josh we do have work we have work to do all right well let's get started we're gonna go stanford 
at your Arizona State Sun Devils coming off of a big win. Uh, Arizona State is giving up 10.5 in that one, Bill. Who you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Stanford. Sorry, Judge. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, the court's out, baby, court's out. Yeah. Now, listen, I, I do have a little insider in. Of course, he was there last week, but, uh, you know, uh, there is no D in uh, Tater Chip Kelly, is there? You see, no. And they, they didn't show it last week. Uh, ASU got their, their horse back, their running back, Chip, Tran- Chip Tranum. And I don't know if you saw any of the highlights, but White, did, uh, Deshaun White, the running back, he's the explosive guy, Trainum. So they got they really got the one two and I'm looking for them to put a little hurt on Stanford. I'm taking the Devils. All right, taking the Devils. Stanford's coming off of a big win over Oregon. They play people tough, uh, but I think that they they fall short here in this one. I'm taking the uh, the Sun Devils as well. All right, we're going to the Red River Shootout, Oklahoma against Texas at the Cotton Bowl. Oklahoma giving up three and a half. Bill, who you have on that one? I'm going with the Longhorns on that one. Bill's going Texas. Yeehaw, Judge, who you got? With the horns too. <laughs> you going with the horns? So we we've got two for uh, Texas, one for Oklahoma. I'm I gotta go with Texas. I I mean, for crying out loud, I've got a Jeep tire cover. Yeah, that's a Longhorn cover. I can't go against them. So you Texas can't represent if you if you drive around with that. That's exactly right. So Texas, it is Arkansas coming off of their first loss goes to Ole Miss. Ole Miss giving up four. Bill, who you got? I'm gonna go with the Rebels on that one. Going with the Rebels. I don't think they're gonna let what happened with Alabama happen again. Judge, who you got? Oh yeah, I think uh, Arkansas was unmasked. No offense, you know, if you play it right. And I think the Rebels, uh, they're gonna light it back up this week. Well, I went with the Rebels last week over Alabama. They let me down then, but they're not going <laughs> to let me down this weekend. No. I, too, go with the Rebels. 4-5 uh, matchup. Penn State at Iowa. Iowa gives up 2.5. Bill, who you got? That's a little more. I think I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions. Going Penn State. Yeah. Judge, where are you rocking? Hey, listen, this is at Iowa. And let me tell you, they, they are looking strong. I, I, you know, Iowa program, it kind of mirrors ASU. They get close. They have pretty strong programs, and then they don't get over them. I think they're getting over the hump this year and uh, could take the Big Ten. Go Hawkeyes. All right. I, I like By the, the way, they got a great tradition I'll talk about in the next segment. Absolutely. I like, uh, I like the quarterback for Penn State. Uh, Franklin does not have a history of getting it done in big moments, but they get it done in this one on the road. I'm going Penn State in that one you got lsu goes to undefeated kentucky uh one of the surprises in the sec uh kentucky's giving up three and a half bill who you got i'm gonna go with kentucky okay judge who you rocking in that one uh i think the wildcats uh, did away with the gators last week didn't yep, they? they sure did yeah, they're pretty uh they're pretty dangerous and so i'm gonna go with uh old kentucky and and listen i'm going kentucky as well orgeron's on the hot seat uh, we're finding out what we already knew, and that is uh, when he has to coach, they they get on the struggle bus. So I'm going with Kentucky as well, and uh, that's Mark Stoops, uh, Bob Stoops' brother up there. Memphis at Tulsa, little local flavor just up north from us. Uh, Memphis goes to Tulsa. Tulsa's giving up four. Judge, I mean, Bill, who you got? I'm going to go with Memphis. Bill goes Memphis. 
Judge, who you rocking? You like that Memphis-style barbecue. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with some of that uh, Tulsa hurricane. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tulsa. Going Tulsa in that one. I'm sticking with Silverman in Memphis as well. SMU at Navy, representing our armed forces. Uh, SMU's giving up 14 and a half after their uh, fiasco with TCU where they tried to plant the flag at midfield. Bill, who you got in that one? I think I'm going to go with SMU. SMU. Judge, who you rocking? Hey, listen, Papa, my papa was a sailor. Mine was too. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm, I'm Navy dyed, uh, Navy blue all the way. Going Navy. and a half doesn't hurt either. Yeah. Going Navy. Yeah, my, and, my brother and my dad were both sailors. Yeah, and I'm going to go with SMU. 14 and a half yeah. is a lot, but I'm going with SMU. Probably the one of the worst games. That, that, that big, tall kicker is going to win the game. That's exactly right. Yeah. You, UTEP at Southern Miss. <laughs> Southern Miss gives up one. This is a battle Ooh. of uh, one and three teams that both need wins. Uh, UTEP is coming to Hattiesburg uh, against Southern Miss. Southern Miss giving up one point, Bill. Who you got? Well, they're at the Rock. I'm going to go with USM. All right. Judge, who you rocking? Oh, yeah, it's uh, mom and pop's alma mater, and, you know, I went against them against, with Alabama, so I got to go uh, USM. Yeah, I'm, Will Hall gets win number two. He's going to get that thing turned around. Southern Mississippi to the top in that one. Middle Tennessee State goes to Hugh Freeze and Liberty. Uh, Liberty's given up 19 and a half. Bill, who you got? Well, I got a nephew who went to Liberty, so I think I'm going to try to go with Liberty. I going with Liberty. Judge. Listen, I had to get my uh, my Google out and to check out Middle Tennessee State. I mean, <laughs> See who they where are. did you come up now? <laughs> Who's Middle Tennessee State? Listen, I, I say my prayers every morning and night and all day, but I got to go with the Middle Tennessee and the large points. Middle Tennessee and the large points. <laughs> Uh, Hugh Freeze is known for dynamic offenses. Yeah. I think the points are not an issue. I take Liberty. Uh, we've got Michigan. Uh, Michigan is is coming on strong at Nebraska. Michigan's giving up three. Bill, who you got? I like Michigan in that one. Judge, who you got? Yeah, I. Uh, you know, Nebraska's better, but I, I think Michigan's going to make a play till the end of the season, maybe even a last state game. So I'm going uh, with. Uh, What's his name? Uh, the coach Harbaugh, uh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. 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 So let's let's check out the Wolverines. Yeah, I'm going with the Wolverines as well. That brings us to Georgia going to Auburn. Georgia, who I believe is the number oh, one team man. in the country, Georgia gives up 14 and a half at Auburn. Bill, yeah, who you got? They ain't gonna beat Georgia. Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> All right, yeah, Judge. I, yeah, I, I got to go with those dogs. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, and I'm going with the dogs as well. I think they're the number one team in the country. Yeah. I think they're better than Alabama. Last one is coming back to the Pac-12, Utah at Southern Cal. Southern Cal gives up three and a half. Bill, who you got? I'm going with Southern Cal. Southern Cal for Bill. Judge? Hey, I don't exactly love the Trojans, if you get my drift, but uh, I think it's going to come down to them and ASU for the Pac-12 South. So uh, they got to get through Utah. So, uh USC. All right. I'm going with Utah. I think the Utes have something in store. That's the Dirty Dozen college football picks. We'll be back with more upon further view. Final segment coming back right after this.
I work for you. Welcome back to Upon Further Review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. Welcome back in. We just uh, finished uh, our Dirty Dozen college football picks for the week, and uh, we'll put those out on Twitter. Our Twitter is upon underscore sports, um, and uh, you can check us out, get all of those uh, games there. And we welcome back in the judge who is with us, and as he does every week, he's got a uh, fresh hanky in his pocket, and he's ready to throw the flag. Judge, who are you throwing it on? tonight yeah you know i got the knot i'm pulling the knot out right out of the belt right now and uh you know we're at that point of any football season where there's you know a lot of excitement building and you know you it's becoming more apparent the haves and the have-nots well i would say usually the fourth game the fourth week and maybe into the fifth week you, you really uh separate the the true contenders from the pretenders so, you know, to all those people that were already getting their, uh, you know, their tickets to the national championship game, where is that year, this year, by the way? Get their tickets. Is it, is um, it in Georgia again? I think it's in Indianapolis, sure. maybe. But no, maybe New Orleans? AT&T, I can't AT&T. remember. But anyway, uh, you know, those people, uh, they've been drinking too much of the Kool-Aid, and, and of course it has to happen uh, that they get uncovered. So my flag's got to go to all those 3-0 and teams out there that laid an egg that uh, everybody was on the Arkansas bandwagon, you know, uh, so the pretenders getting separated, you know, they're cut off on the Kool-Aid from now on. In college football, you most people just get one strike. If you're Alabama or Georgia, uh, Ohio State, you might get two. But, uh, you know, this is the year of Cincinnati and all that. But, you know, I got to start with the Rebels at, at the top of the Kool-Aid list. I mean, I even myself, I was, I had one toe on the bandwagon from way out here in Arizona. <laughs> Uh, and of course, followed closely by the uh, the ducks, the no luck ducks uh, from Eugene, and then the uh, the hogs or Razorbacks, whatever. Uh, they're lost and not found yet. Uh, Baylor, thank you for participating. Hey, I even throw Oklahoma in there. That's why I went with Texas because they got no O line, and uh, I don't I don't think they're gonna you know they're gonna climb the mountain this year. I almost lost to K State. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of you could probably throw a few more in there are teams that, that people are really holding up in high regard, fighting uh, the not-so-fighting Irish. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a wake-up call for everybody. Now we know a little bit more who the real contenders are. Yeah, they weren't 3-0, and but a couple teams you can throw in there uh, that, uh, that, that the party is, is, is uh, going the wrong direction are uh, Texas A&M and Florida. And uh, so they both are, are in the mix as well. All right, well, we've got uh, time for the good call of the week. Uh, who are you going with on the good call of the week? You know, actually, the good call of the week this uh, week, I, I happen to witness one of the examples is the uh, some of the great traditions in college football. And one of the, the top ones, I know Gus Johnson with Fox, you know, he's, he says it's the best, uh, you know, as the play-by-play when they were at the uh, – the Wisconsin game at Camp Randall since 1988, they've uh, stumbled. They accidentally stumbled into this tradition of playing a uh, jump around at the end of the third quarter. And so this last week I saw them in Michigan, you know, when Michigan was there 
and even the Michigan players were jumping around. They had 80,000 people going out of their minds. And uh, it's like the most energy, it's like an atomic bomb is being let off in the stadium. My buddy's from Wisconsin. He says the stadium is absolutely bouncing. Oh, it's incredible. I remember seeing that, I believe, in week one. And it was the first yeah. time I had seen it. Uh, and it, man, that is awesome, isn't it? You want to turn up the surround sound there. And the, yeah, so many great traditions, but this one will just get you off your seat. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Great call. All of the traditions that take place. Uh, what's your bad call of the week? Well, you know, I, I almost called up, uh, you know, the, the department, the sports SID, and, and checked. Uh, but it seems that, uh, according to my uh, inside sources, that Lane, Kip, and uh, the team bus left the hotel without their punters this last uh, Saturday. <laughs> I don't know where in Tuscaloosa, how far they set them out, but they didn't get them, did they? They did not. Unbelievable. Punt from your own, what, 20-yard line when you're down for it? It is like, you know, he was like ready to jump off a cliff, actually jumped off a, a tier instead of a pier, and now Ole Miss is second tier yes. instead of first tier. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're laying, you know, look, check your pockets, everybody. Where's the bunner? Yeah. Yeah. I think they stopped at the Jackson box there in Reform, Alabama, <laughs> on Highway 82 and left them. Must have, yeah. I mean, I, uh, what was it in the first half? Three fourth downs? Three, three fourth downs, yeah. That, uh, that they missed on? Uh-huh. Yeah, but the bad part was he, the first drive when they got stalled at the goal line, uh, he uh, went for the first three and was successful. You see what I'm saying? It's like gambling. You win the first time, you go, oh, this is easy. Yes. Oh, we can make one. We can make two. Hey, we can probably make seven. And then the odds even out, and, you know, the pigskin, it, it bounces crazy. And, uh, you know, it, look what happens. So, uh, anyway, he got a little over-exuberant, and the, the game is 60 minutes, I do believe. Yeah, and, and I would say that, that between uh, between leaving the punter at home and and forgetting the microwave for the popcorn, he guaranteed uh, he 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 did not have a a uh, a great run of it. But one of the things that we found about having him in the state is he does have a sense of humor. He can obviously take it just like he can dish it out. Uh, and I do believe that 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 program is still uh, going to do great things this year. But uh, leaving the punter at home and 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 forgetting the microwave for the popcorn definitely uh, yeah. is up there, isn't it? That, that 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 qualified him for this week, but hey, I do love he's got that personal relationship with Young Arch, and that, that was part uh, one of my possible good calls last week. Uh, Arch Manning is the only guy uh, on his Instagram on uh, Kiffins. He got the account just for him and Arch, so they they're doing uh, anyway. Wow! Uh, not to get anything going on, but that that was the newsflash, and that he's really working. And I did hear that Arch has one particular program that he loves, not not knowing the name, so. Well, uh, that, good, that, good things on the horizon for the Rebels. Yeah, Arch Arch had a real good game in the Superdome Saturday, uh, playing against Pearl River. Yeah, 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 he had a really good game. Yeah, the, the, oh. I mean that young man's unbelievable. And he's just a junior. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback. I mean, you you, you think about it though. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, I guess just hereditary. I mean, how could you not be? He could be the greatest Manning. You know, I mean that the 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 lineage, the bloodline that he comes from. <laughs> no I mean, it's like a purebred quarterback. You know, I mean, he just that's what he was bred for. I mean, he's a, he's a quarterback. If, you know, when you look at 
Uh, I mean, all the all everybody that knows that family well says that Cooper was actually the best football player before he got hurt. Before he got hurt, yeah, the best athlete by far, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about so it. So I'm I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to him. Uh, you know, eating some home cooking from around there. Yep. 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 There's some good spots up there in Oxford. Uh, well, that's, well, that's right. <laughs> you know it, hey. and uh, and they, Archie and uh, Eli, they know them all. Yeah, yeah, they they do. They're they're ready to go. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where where that young man lands, and uh, and uh, definitely be interesting to see what the Rebels can do uh, as they um, as they go through it. Now, look, I'm going to say good call here. I got to add one. Have you yes, ever sir. watched a Mike Leach interview? Oh yes, absolutely. A Mike the Leach, the pirate interview is is absolutely phenomenal especially when these reporters and media personnel can get him down the road of 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 tv shows and movies there you go i mean it is phenomenal entertainment to because i don't know that his voice ever changes like i don't know that there's any uh you know uh, excitement in inflection, the voice, yeah. inflection. He dries a bone. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it is it is incredible. But but like you can't stop listening to him for two minutes. Uh, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. But yeah, check out an interview with Mike Leach about uh, about uh, uh, TV shows and movies. It's it's pretty it's pretty first class. Uh, oh, absolutely. Hey, we'd love to hear from him on WJQS uh, one night. Yeah, we'll see if we can make that happen. We're uh, hey, you know that's right. Pull some strings. We'll but see. Yeah, we... Great interview. Really a terrific football mind. They haven't really come out yet, and he's gonna he's gonna crank it up at Mississippi State. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, Judge, we appreciate you joining us as always. We'll look forward to having you back next week, and uh, and appreciate uh, all you do for the show. Good luck, Josh. Bad luck, Bill. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the judge. As always, he joins us for the se- the last two segments every Monday night, bringing uh, his challenge flag uh, for the coach's challenge and also uh, giving us the good call and bad call of the week. And uh, you heard it there. Uh, he's throwing the flag on, uh, on, on all the pretenders in college football, which, hey, look, this time of year has a, a tendency to – to separate, uh, I do think Georgia is the number one team. I think Georgia and Alabama are the clear number one, number two. But uh, but certainly that will continue to rehash it. I uh, want to thank Kenny Bezot, athletic director for Mississippi College, for joining us. Coach John Reed McClendon, head football coach of the number one team in the state, Greenville Christian School, uh, also joined us in the first hour. And as always, the judge uh, for joining us as well. Uh, want to leave you with this, as always, just a little Irish prayer Uh, to take you through the rest of your week. Uh, May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. For Bill, I'm Josh Dorman. Have a great night. Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday night right here on Upon Further Review.